everybody and welcome to another episode of the RPG Companion Podcast. Today we are going to be discussing something called gatekeeping. Something that is a problem not just in the RPG community hobby but almost kind of like any hobby. Um, it's about anything in life really, right? But today we're going to be focusing more on tabletop gaming and that does include um, RPGs that include D&D and also other kind of tabletop gaming like Magic the Gathering or other various board games and what have you. Um, so it, tabletop gaming altogether, including D&D or whatever you want to call it, is more popular than ever today. I can't recall a time in history when there have been more people than ever that are happily expressing their love and joy for gaming and their hobbies, right? It's certainly it's crazy to think about that sometimes because i remember growing up in a very different world when that was extremely hush hush and i'm sure those of you that are older than me listening or watching this remember it very differently as well for your hobby um so what is gatekeeping by definition it means the activity of controlling and usually limiting general access to something basically you the gatekeeper are trying to keep people out of something that you enjoy I'm going to be honest here. I can really understand why people want to gatekeep certain hobbies, uh, especially new people coming into the hobby. It, it, it makes total sense to me. I look at my kids and remember back when I was their age, um, and I've talked about this before too on previous podcast episodes, you would be made fun of if you played games. So let's just talk about video games here for just for a second here. When I was growing up, it was a dorky, geeky thing to do to play video games. You would get called geek, nerd, oh, you had no life because you played games, and, you know, just be made fun, called every name in the book. You know, and this was at a time when I was a kid, like, you know, I did sports. I played t-ball, baseball, and all that as a kid, and then, you know, I'd go outside, play with my friends, but when I'd be alone and not have any of my friends to play with, I'd be playing video games, right? Super Mario Brothers or Ninja Turtles or whatever have you, NES, um, Atari. Uh, but whenever my friends would come over, I'd be like, okay, I don't want to play video games. Let's go outside and play. But like I said, you would still be made fun of if they found out you played video games. Um, when I got to a point growing up when I was starting to get into Magic the Gathering or D&D or any kind of tabletop games like that, you would get made fun of even worse than if you just played video games. I, the, the people who played video games would make fun of you for playing Magic or D&D. So it was sort of like a hierarchy, like you had the people who were too cool for video games, but then you had, so those people would make fun of the video game nerds, and then you had the video game nerds who were too cool for Magic the Gathering or D&D or anything else like that. And they would make fun of the tabletop nerds. So there was like a hierarchy there where you would just keep... The, the shit would definitely roll downhill. Just easiest way to say it. So, yeah. Um... <laughs> it, it was it was pretty tough growing up and it was like always a hush hush secret like you couldn't tell anybody that you played magic or D&D or video games or anything back then and you had to slowly try to find others who were into what you like um the satanic panic didn't help either you know in the 80s and 90s um luckily my parents knew I would make the right choices but that didn't mean my friends parents would trust them right 
So you couldn't let anyone know you liked video games, let alone D&D. That person you liked that you had a crush on? Yeah. If they found out you liked D&D or video games, you could kiss that potential date goodbye. They would just think like, oh, you're a loser. Goodbye. Um, it, it really felt like a rite of passage growing up, knowing that after college... You could freely express you like D&D, video games, etc. I mean, not exactly, but you had to, you sort of grew up to where you didn't really care what people thought about you at that point. You know, you're an adult now and who cares if people don't like your hobbies, right? J just like now, it's, you know, I, I, I'm a boss, right, at my job and I have people under me and I'll freely and gladly tell people yeah i play magic the other and yeah i play DD, yeah i play rpgs yeah i'm a freaking geek i read geeky fantasy novels it's like i can recite you know so many random bits of poetry from lord of the rings that you know have so much useless knowledge and all that stuff because that's just how i grew up right um and i'll gladly admit that i don't care um if people don't like that but it's, it's really strange nowadays because I see that my kids don't have to go through that at all. And it's almost like that twinge of jealousy, right? You're sort of like, well, what the hell? How I had to go through that? Why shouldn't they? Not that I want them to get made fun of and all that stuff, but it's almost sort of like, um, it's sort of, yeah, it's, it's jealousy. It's envy, right? Um, because when I ask my daughters, you know, if... They would get made fun of for playing video games. They just laugh and say no because everybody their age is playing video games, whether it's on a phone or the Nintendo Switch or PS4, the PC, what have you. Um, and then I I would ask the same about tabletop games, including D&D and Magic. And the answer is pretty much still the same as there's plenty of, you know, kids their age that are playing those games, too. Um I mean, it's really awesome that we're at a time where people can be so accepting of that. But like I said, I can understand where the gatekeepers are coming from because I went through that, right? I went through going through those times of, shit, I can't let anybody know that I'm playing this. And yet, oh, oh, you can freely express your interest and all that stuff. You're just like, well, damn it. You know, it's sort of like, well, shit, because it's. You know, it, it's like when those uh, people that are older than you used to say, well, I used to have to walk five miles in the snow every day to school and you kids have it easy. You know, I tell my kids and I've done the same to my kids. I've told them, you know, you have it pretty easy where you can just express your interests and you don't have to be worried for basically getting made fun of or like any kind of reprisal or, or physical harm for play, for liking any of your hobbies. It's it's strange when I mention that to them because they can't grasp that concept. Like, why would someone hurt you over liking video games or liking Magic or D&D? It's just they sort of, they can't understand it. Um, and this is where I think a lot of gatekeepers can feel like bitterness or resentment towards new people in their particular hobbies because they've been there they had to suffer for their hobby like you had to suffer for your art they didn't know what it was like growing up in that era it's it's such an easy trap to fall into because i i understand i feel the same way sometimes but at the same time i'm so happy and glad that hobbies like ours like tabletop gaming and tabletop rpgs are growing to such a huge popularity that it still boggles my mind when you see movie stars and other celebrities playing those games it's because 
<laughs> you would not have caught anyone at all playing those kind of games 20 years ago, let alone 10 to 15 years ago. Um, and it's a great time for us to be in those hobbies because it's there's so much content out there. As bad as the internet can be, there's a lot of good that it can produce. And the amount of content and people you can easily connect to to play a lot of these games online too is simply amazing. Like, I can remember so many times growing up where, oh man, I wish I could just play, you know, maybe a game of D&D or something. Yet, oh, I have to wait, you know, one to two weeks because, you know, my group can't get together or it may have to be months because of life. Now you can just jump online, get on Roll20 or Fantasy Grounds or D&D Beyond and say, hey, let's play a game. Cool. You got a game and maybe that same day. Right. It, it's that's awesome. I mean, that it's never been like that ever. Um, and, you know, to gatekeep is not only wrong. Right. It's also really unproductive because, I mean, why? I mean, what if there are certain types of people that you don't like that are playing the game, whatever, if you think they are people that are just faking it to get internet points or, or doing or going with what's popular, how does it hurt you, right? What does it really matter to you anyway? I mean, it's not like these people that are faking it or just joining because it's popular are they coming to your house and saying, hey, you know, you know, we're not going to let you play the way you want to play? No. I mean, there's it's some some other people have made really good videos of you can gatekeep in the way that you decide the people that you want to play with. Yeah, I'm going to quote unquote gatekeep on who I want to invite into my house. Sorry, not everyone's allowed at my house. I'm I'm a very private person to where it's like, I don't really want you here, right? But I'll happily go somewhere else and, you know, maybe in a public setting and, you know, play games and all that stuff. But at my house, no, no, just just leave me alone. Um, that, that's a form of gatekeeping that is okay because you're not going to invite everyone you know or you're not going to invite every single person into your house. And sometimes you're not going to want every single kind of person at your D&D &D table, right? So in that instance, that's okay to gatekeep. But the way the way it's wrong to gatekeep is to where if someone wants to get into the game and just wants to learn about it, but you tell them, Oh no, you're stupid. And you can't, you know, we don't want you to be able to learn how to play this game. No, that's where it gets, just gets wrong. And it's dumb because like I said, how, how does it affect you? You know, just, just move on with it, ignore it and move on. If, if you don't like the type of people that are maybe wanting to get into D and D now, you know what? Who cares? Ignore it, move on, because all you, the gatekeeper, are doing is just making it worse. Not only for yourself, but for everyone else as well, too. Um, spouting that hay does nothing but show the world the type of person that you are. Like I said, go ahead and gatekeep in your own privacy. Decide who you want or not want to play with privately. That's fine, but going around spreading the hate does no good. As a person, you can be better than that. You know you can be. I'm not saying you have to start spreading sunshine and rainbows and be all, yay, positivity, trust me, I'm not like that at all. But to work to keep people actively out of the game does no one any good. It's not productive and it's actively harmful to the game and the community. And as I said before, who is it hurting? 
the thing I love about D&D is it's not a win-lose-some type game. It's a collaborative effort among all the people you're playing with. It's not just you versus the DM, and it's not just the DM versus the players. There's no prizes at the table to be won. You're all there to have a great experience telling the story. And, um, and yeah, because, like I said, that's one of the great things is you're just sharing you know, you're sharing a story and having a good time. Um, so I, I guess to really end this here is just don't gatekeep. It's dumb. It's boring. Um, we're in a time of our internet culture. We're in a time of our culture, period, where it's just very accepting to play. Like I said, there, I, there, I still feel that twinge of jealousy every once in a while where you're just like, ugh. I don't, you don't have to deal with that, but you know what? Good. You you don't have to deal with the BS that I had to deal with growing up and you know what? Good for you people out there that don't have to deal with that. Yeah. There's still going to be the bad apples in any community. There are, there always are, but you know what? We have, um, hopefully you never have to deal with them face to face. And if you do, I'm sorry, um, just like I've mentioned before in other episodes of podcasts, if you have to deal with those kind of people, especially at local game stores, tell the local game store owner, and if they're going to be compliant or complicit in, the, in those kind of activities, just get out of there. Um, it's not worth it, because there are definitely some game store cultures that you're just never going to change, and I've seen a lot of those, and it's not fun to be a part of. Um so yeah, I, I guess that about concludes it for this episode of the RPG Commanding Podcast. If you liked what I had to say and you have anything, you know, agree, disagree, let me know. Um, I can be reached at on Twitter at MagicWithZuby, on Instagram at Magic underscore with underscore Zuby. I should probably start posting more pictures up there. Um, you can email me at mtgzuby at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out my sponsor, legitmtg.com. They have, if you are a Magic the Gathering player, they have a really good source of sealed and singles product for Magic the Gathering. And they are an awesome, awesome website that has been working with me for years now. Um, and that about does it for me. All right. Have a great night, everybody.